0: Welcome to the pop culture podcast uh, I'm Daniel and I'm Nathan
1: and on today's episode we're gonna be focusing on an intro episode kind of showcasing kind of the content we want to cover as well as the reasons you know we're interested in covering such topics and just kind of different things introducing who we are what the pod will be about maybe our rough schedule something like that
0: right just just kind of giving an overview of what to expect from our from our our from our podcast and kind of the different things we like he like he said what we want to talk about and stuff so basically we are we are really big fans of um of movies tv shows um really um like things from from older uh older movies like 70s and 80s movies and then also modern stuff that's coming out today uh primarily with like things like music we like sort of like 60s 70s 80s rock uh progressive rock uh, all 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 that kind of stuff and for for movies it's really kind of just any like a lot of mainstream like star wars marvel um like we love like watchmen and the boys and stuff like that and so anything anything in that realm we really want to talk about so anything that like comes out new um we want to give like reviews and stuff we we we're, we want to do a lot of rankings um rankings of our different fi- favorite things um and just just kind of we want this to be really just kind of a place to to kind of talk about whatever whatever we like and just want to make a nice space for that um yeah a- anything else you want to
1: add oh well, yeah i mean with the content again very much the different fandoms um you know very much based on our main focuses would be Probably again, the mainstream stuff you know the comic book movies um, video games shows anything in that realm, but anything is pretty much free game when it comes to looking at shows yeah. um, video games it's really just the pop culture spectrum anything that kind of falls on that we would cover
0: definitely definitely
1: I um, mean um, you know, there's a lot of older movies or even stuff like coming out that's not really you know the pop culture the mainstream with the Star Wars, the Marvel the the DC all that yeah. A lot of times there are just big movies you know for like the Oscars and all that, you know when those come around, yeah. uh, just different the films that come coverage out of different stuff like that. Yeah. We'll cover pretty much anything just within that whole spectrum. right. You're right. And like like for um,
0: an, an example, um, the next the next segment of this episode that we're gonna hear is a spoiler talk of Obi-Wan Kenobi that as of recording this came out yesterday. So we, we, we will try to keep up with things as much as we can, but given like with schedules and stuff, it may not work. So it may be a little bit later, but we eventually want to cover things that are new. Um, and, and, and then, you know, if there's, if something comes up that we're like, Hey, remember that old movie, remember that show? And we just f- think that we want to talk about it, we'll do that. So it's going to be just kind of whatever we feel like we deserves to be dis like talked about and. Um, and yeah, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the gist of it. And as far as like when we want to release stuff, we're we want to aim for weekly. Um, it'll be tough though. Cause of, cause of like schedules. We're both in school, Nathan, you're, you're working a job right now. So
1: yeah, I'm a very hard working man. Yeah. So, um, so it will be tough for us to fully kind of flesh out like we can't say for sure especially that it's this is like the first episode right, right we're trying to stick to like some weekly schedule you know trying to bring content to everybody on a regular right. basis but it right. really just comes down to whether we get a good backlog of episodes right. you know to keep right. up with it whether or not you know certain like, you know life just happens those kind of things yeah yeah and but at the very least
0: all- at the very least we want to get one one or two out a month that's the that's the least that's the very least, but we're aiming for weekly. We'll try our best, but we'll we'll really just see how it goes.
1: So Yeah. And I think like we'll probably do a little bit more than one to two a month, just given like yeah. the, the amount of content and stuff that comes out. Right. But like we're saying like bare minimum if somehow just everything's going wrong. Yeah. yeah. One to two at you least. Know, life life can get in the way sometimes. So we'll But we'll, no for sure we wanna artist. provide as much content, you know, anything like that.
0: Yeah. So. Um, so. Yeah. So that is that's kind of our introduction. Uh, we're going to move on to our spoiler talk of Obi Wan Kenobi. Thanks. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. On this segment, we're going to be talking about uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, the the newest Star Wars Disney Plus show that just came out. As of as of recording this, this came out yesterday. Uh, episodes one and two. And we thought we just kind of want to talk a few things about it. We'll probably do uh, just a quick non-spoiler thoughts for for the people that maybe haven't seen this yet. Um, we'll just do a quick quick you know giving our giving our thoughts on it, and then we will we will let you guys know once we're hit once we're heading towards spoiler territory. Just um, just so that anybody who wants to see it won't get ruined by uh, spoilers. So Nathan, um, what did you think of the first
1: two episodes oh, of Obi Wan Kenobi to go first? All right. So um, when it comes to uh, Kenobi, I mean, I think it was a very smart decision. I'm not want to talk too many spoilers, obviously non spoiler review, but I think it was smart for them to release the two episodes back to back. Really sure. helped benefit the show. The show is definitely, I think, the best thing that has come out of the Star Wars. You know, the recent releases. Considering definitely. from the sequels and all that, I think it really is the the best thing released. For sure. Um, I mean, of course, it's the returning actors like Ewan is always just he's iconic. I mean, yeah. His yeah. His, he is his close association with the role of Kenobi. Yeah. Um, and all of that is mind blowing, and it, it this show just feels like what Star Wars is like it, at its core. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, and I think from where it's picking up. It picks up in a very um, it it has been it's well known out there that this takes place ten years after Revenge of the Sith, um, and so picking up in a time where we are now um, like pretty much oh, I'd say like almost almost uh, almost twenty years from Revenge of the Sith like in our time it feels like we have grown with Obi-Wan Kenobi where we pick up with him. Uh, and what I what I mean by that is we're seeing, be- because the time has been kind of similar, like norm- normally when you see things, you're like, oh, there was a five-year time gap when really there was only like two for us. But since this has actually been like 10 years more for us, it feels like we've kind of grown with the character, at least for us, because we were kids when the prequels came out. And so I think there's an added layer of there of seeing seeing Ewan McGregor back is such a such an amazing thing. Um, And like the way he plays the role is just so brilliant. Um, And it it goes in a direction um, that I think a lot of people are going to like because it it it's very not super dark, but it it has a. It has a, it picks up in a dark place. So already you're, it's going to feel that way. And I think it, it does a good job of reestablishing the, the world, reestablishing what's going on in, especially the like mentality of Obi-Wan, like where he's at, how he feels with like the Jedi and everything. And, uh, I found that very intriguing. Um, and like the villains are great. Like the, um, in the like Inquisitors are, um, very, very well established in the world. They feel menacing. They feel, they feel like how you would want them to feel. Especially with us being uh, fans of the um, animated show, it feels like a good adaptation into live action. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty much all we can say without getting into spoilers. Yeah. Uh, did you have any like, other non? Did it, you have any <laughs> other non-spoiler thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, it's really hard to not go into spoilers, especially yeah. given the length of the the first episode is uh, full on it's almost nearly an hour, an hour. Right? fifty five. Yeah, I minutes. think like fifty five minutes. Yeah, and so it's really hard to like not delve into spoilers because it's yeah. very much again Star Wars at its core. It hits that darker kind of like storytelling, not to the point of like a Snyder cut or anything right, like that, right, or a Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah, but it very much leans into the darker tones that were established with like. It's the, it's dark
0: for Star for Star Wars.
1: And it very much covers like, things like um like the events of Order uh, 66, but i am getting like too much into it. Right. It's obviously taking place after the events of that. Right. And so there's going to be trauma there, you know. Yeah, and definitely looking like comparing it to like the sequels, which were not this there were dark moments for sure. But there was that's, nothing kind of yeah. but and yeah. that's a that's a whole, that's a whole topic. other topic <laughs> but I, into, I i um, get i
0: get what you mean those those definitely felt much more safe like like yeah, they, they, they you were, can tell they they were getting yeah. there but it just because because honestly they weren't that well written it didn't feel it felt it felt it didn't feel earned the the kind of darker stuff which there already there
1: wasn't it I don't know that. Yeah, I totally, I totally, I totally get what you mean. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it's the same thing that you had mentioned earlier with how we, we've almost journeyed with Ewan or with with Kenobi in that right. regard. So all these darker moments and the stuff we've seen, you know, even Clone Wars at points became a little bit darker and more right. mature. Right. Right. So we've kind of journeyed with these series to this point. And so those moments feel earned because it feels like the natural progression. Um, Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? (laughs) We don't. We're not biggest fans of the sequels. Oh no.
0: Yeah, we'll 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 probably do an episode uh, (laughs) down the line talking about our problems with the sequels. But but yeah, so that's kind of our non spoiler. So uh, so let's go ahead and dive into some spoiler. So if you if you're listening and you haven't seen these two episodes, we're gonna. We're gonna talk about everything. Yeah, run, so, run now, so, bro! <laughs> like, go immediately. Watch it because it. I think you can tell it's a recommendation from from both of us. Um, so turn this off. Go watch it. Come back. Listen to our listen to our spoiler thoughts. Um, so yeah, here we go. So, right off
1: the bat, um. Are we going to go? Do you want us to go in order or how we want? To
0: yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, opening like with the order, the order the 66
1: flashback, I think,
0: was very smart because already it gets you. It's like, all right, we're back. We're back into it. This is especially after seeing which, by the way, that prequels uh, recap, I think, was genius uh, because, you know, for like like we said in the non-spoiler we we grew up with the prequels and so seeing seeing certain things in that recap have are definitely setting up certain things like when they were talking about when they when they show the scene of uh Yoda telling Obi Obi-Wan uh about the training and Qui- Qui-Gon like it feels like very much a setup uh, jumping he- jumping ahead a little bit because of that one scene in episode one where he wakes up from the, one of the visions, and he he's trying to connect to Qui Gon. Um, I think that was really clever, with that recap kind of showing us okay these are the most important things, and then jumping to the Order sixty six flashback was really cool because it felt it f- it. Honestly, it could have. It felt like a deleted scene from *Revenge of the Sith*. It had the same, the same feel as that movie. So I think picking up
1: there, was a really great idea. Um, Yeah, and going along with that, like very much the, the prequel. You know, it's about a five-minute recap, really covering the events of Episodes One, Two, and Three, and kind of establishing where was Obi Wan in all this, and where it led to where we're at now. Yeah, and I think what it worked really well because again we had been on that journey, but a part of it also worked because it helped set up. Okay, this is the tone we're going for, and jumping really, really far ahead. Of course, we see the flashback to the battle with Anakin. Right. I mean, if you've been following the show prior to its um, to its actual release, you would know that Hayden Christensen is you know back as Vader. Right. So, and again, I'm going to jump really far ahead, but at the end of episode two, you get the big tease, of right. his return. And I think obviously most people know he's in it or of course have seen the prequels, know the story, Yeah. but it was cool to see kind of them being like, oh, you know, and with the whole history with Hayden, you know, not right. being well received when he first yeah. did the prequels and all that. And to see him so joyous and happy to return, right. And, and fans, like, like, accepting and stuff. him into it. Yeah, it, it. I think it was really a cool thing to do that five minute kind of recap of everything. Where are yeah. we at now? How long it's really been th- that long since two thousand five. Right. right. Yeah. Like, I mean, so. for
0: ref for reference, I was two when Revenge of the Sith came out.
1: Like, <laughs> and I, w- so, I was at that ripe age of five, bro. Right, yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, so you, so yeah, with the Order sixty six flashback, it was for one, it was really cool getting to see actual live action clones because in the prequels the clones were all CGI. So this is one of the first times we've seen clone troopers like 501st clone troopers in live action, practical. Um and so that already as like a Clone Wars fan, both of us like I think that was that was just beautiful. Um I'm not going to lie. I was expecting cuz honestly it looked like uh, spoilers for Book of Boba Fett, by the by, by the way, um, in the in the Luke Skywalker episode, when there's a flashback of Grogu seeing Order sixty six, it looked very similar. This is this was one thing I I actually haven't talked to you about. Uh, is that I noticed that it looked it looked very similar, like the look and the cinematography and everything. So I was it came up for a moment that maybe we would see Gro Gro Grogu. Um, but I'm glad they didn't because I feel like a, one of the problems with Book of Boba Fett was that, you know, we have the, this Boba Fett show and you know it's focusing on man on Mando for an for an episode. So it it was just one of those like lingering thoughts of like maybe we'll see it, but I'm glad they didn't. Um. And 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 yeah, I mean, do do you have any? Do, I feel like I'm I mean, talking with a lot, that. Do, do you have any thoughts uh, yeah. of that?
1: Oh no worries. Um, um, I think a lot of it came down to um i i did not get the feeling of grogu Mm -hmm. and i think because that's going to be saved for mando season three right like we'll get the full i think they're kind of following a very and i've recently started playing jedi fallen order i know the story and the events and stuff but i i I recently started playing it but i know that cal suffers from like trauma he's unable to fully embrace like the force Due to the events, and again spoilers for Fallen Order, <laughs> but um, we
0: said we hey, we said it's a spoiler discussion, so yeah, it's spoiler all, discussion. It's so all, all, it's all, all things are on the table
1: here. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Cal in Fallen Order suffers from uh, trauma due to Order sixty six, so he closed himself off from the Force. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, they're kind of going with the same arc with Grogu. Yeah, for sure. He's and of course again spoilers for Book of Boba and Mando. He uh, we see him slowly starting to remember. Like where he was and what occurred, but we haven't seen like who saved him or anything like that. All we know is right. that he was in the temple during he witnessed the, 501st. the events
0: and somehow escaped. And, yeah. um, and yeah, and, and so one kind of question I have is, are we do, do you think we're gonna see since they've set up flashbacks, do you think we're gonna see any more possibly with like Hayden and Ewan as? Obi-Wan and Anakin because I know that that has been long spec long speculated that um, that Hayden might not just be back as as Vader but he might also be back as Anakin so I'm wondering if once we delve into kind of Vader's because we've delved a lot into Obi-Wan's psyche but we haven't I'm hoping that we'll dive into Vader's psyche and I'm hoping that maybe with that we'll get a flashback to to the kind of Clone Wars era. Um so that that's kind of been
1: a question that I've been thinking about a lot. So do yeah, you have any that's thoughts? Interesting. There? Um when it comes to that, I, I mean there's been speculation that we would see Hayden in the Clone Wars outfit. Yeah. Um in like some form of flashback or something. Armor. Yeah. Yeah, the classic, you know, Clone Wars, you know, art not really the art style, but of course the the armored right version of Anakin. Um I I think it would be awesome to see. Um Ewan and um, Hayden, Hayden. don that, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up. It would be such a cool scene and such a, right. like, a callback and reference yeah. to those that, you know, have seen Clone Wars, but I do think maybe we'll get a few scenes with maybe like stuff we didn't see during events like Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Kind of just to build that that tension. I mean, again, we've been part of the journey, and that's something that I think really helps this show.
0: Right, right. Like, we yeah. know their stories really it, well, as it is. It came out at
1: a perfect time. And then it, it was just... I don't want to keep saying so much on the Order 66 stuff and all that, because obviously there's a whole... <laughs> there's, a lot,
0: there's two, two, two whole episodes we have to get through, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we're on the first 10 minutes. But, um... It, it's again one. It's a very good way to reintroduce us to you know here's our here we are in the timeline. These are the main players, and then, I mean when the next scene after this is phenomenal. Like yeah. I I don't I guess I'll take the reins on this one for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, go please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my my man's been talking too much. No, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll take the reins on this one because I was actually really excited about this. So obviously we get like the title card saying you know ten years later. Very much setting up, you know, Ben Kenobi. Basically, he's already going right. by Ben at this right. time. Yeah, and and that he's that in hiding for a little cool bit. Too.
0: Yeah,
1: and then we get like the classes. Uh, John Williams returns for the main theme of Kenobi. Yes, I thought that was very, which cool. is it, awesome. actually
0: interesting tidbit. Um, I had heard that John Williams actually asked the director Deborah Chow to 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 do a theme because when he uh, scored Star Wars, he was never able to. He 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 never composed a theme for Obi for, for Obi Wan the character the character. So he wanted to. He didn't do the whole show, but he wanted to write a theme for Obi Wan, and so I so I think that's such a cool thing. With you know, that's going to be something that's going to be treasured. I think because you know John Williams is ninety, so the fact that this late in his career, he was able to, almost write right that wrong um for argue argue, arguably the most famous thing john williams has ever done uh to be able to put his stamp on this show i think is a really cool really
1: really cool thing um yeah yeah definitely no again you know the john williams one of the most famous composers of all time yeah and then his his legacy with the star wars franchise is just it's as everywhere. You'll hear themes in video games. Everything, it, it's there. Sometimes he I'll is, be humming the theme when I'm
0: doing the dishes. You know, <laughs> like that's one of the uh, okay. I one of the, that one of the one of the one of the most one of the most famous themes ever. So it's cool that he still has a passion to
1: to wanna to, to want to do themes for Star Wars. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, again, kind of the opening. You know, ten years post the events of yeah. Revenge of the Sith, and I mean. God, what what an intro. We're, we're thrown right in. I mean. Right, yeah. We're shown like, you know, uh, yeah, on Tatooine, very, you know, kind, kind of, of just, again, kind of reestablishing, you know, the main focus. Right. And instead of really opening on Obi-Wan, if I'm correct, I could be completely wrong in the order of events. <laughs> again, yeah. it's been about a day or to- two since we've actually seen the episode. Yeah, yeah. So, but we have the, the introduction of the main villains at yes. least I who think, I presume well, I besides see, Vader we himself the, I mean. we see the inquisitors first and then it cuts to to the to um, Obi- Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan working Obi-Wan. yeah yeah so we we have, so we start with the inquisitors they're um if you've seen rebels you know who they are yeah. but for we, those well, who we know, haven't we know we, we know don't two
0: know. we know two of the th- of the three inquisitors cuz Riva yeah. is a new character but we've right. we've seen the
1: grand inquisitor and we've seen the fifth brother um, yeah so yeah we come back they uh, again anyone who's seen rebels or played like Fallen Order will know like what the Inquisitors stand for. They we'll know the the gist art, of the inquisitors for sure. Like what their their purpose is in this timeline. Right. Where or they this come time from. period specifically. Yeah. But um no it's it's a perfect opening and there I am. Um, the grand inquisitor obviously it's not the voice um, right, and that was Rebels a big series. that was
0: a big thing leading up to the series. Is people well, that in his eyes, I mean. were, were having some issues with the look, and I think it's it's a thing that's you know like Ahsoka in um, Mando and like Cad Bane in spoilers for Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it's one of those things where it's going to be an adaptation from the animation, so it's not going to be perfect, but I think. I think for for me at least I it's a, it's one thing that was jarring in the trailers and in the show I've just gotten used to it that I don't really notice it anymore um and especially what what definitely helped was the fact that he does have the yellow eyes which is I just, I think something that we just weren't able to see in any of the trailers because it never got that close to his face um so it's really cool that that they
1: that they did have that detail with the yellow eyes um oh definitely and i think a part of it comes down to again in the trailer we didn't see like as close a shot right and and it could have definitely been like even if it wasn't in the original trailer because maybe they just were like no had no intention of putting the yellow eyes they didn't want right. to look at two it, it could very well and be it that was just too. something they put in after hearing fan reception being like hey we want the yellow eyes for the grand visitor right. and they're like well that's easy to do in post you know. <laughs> so. but i mean I love the dialogue he has. He has a great yeah. line about how the Jedi cannot resist the urge it's, to protect people. It, Very the, much. The, the Jedi orders like think, like like an itch, like an itch, and then they're forced to scratch it. Like, right. <laughs> Forced, yeah. To, yeah. You know, puns. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, definitely. Uh, I think they're the Petrelli Inquisitor so far. Uh, Steven Yeun, voice of yeah. the fifth brother in this, and uh, you'll know him from like Invincible and all that. Right. And I uh, think uh, it was really Glenn cool. from The Walking Dead. All that yeah
0: stuff. yeah it, it was really cool um hearing the the same kind of modulation on his vo- on the fifth brother's voice as it was in rebels um mm-hmm. when he's like in that one like alley or whatever and he's talking to Riva um and he's talking really really low and you hear that kind of like modulation on his voice and I, I think that was a cool detail um just to, just to you know keep to keep that connection there with rebels um which we'll get into later with the grand inquisitor uh um but,
1: but very much but yeah, i think great, i think yeah great interpretation and great way to like demonstrate like hey these are intimidating forces they are not yeah. just some random like oh like bounty hunter or something like these yeah, are it like sets, the top it, of the line
0: it sets the the uh uh stakes right away especially when they're all out um this might be a scene later, later but uh, yeah,
1: no, it's later. But I know, um, yeah, I know exactly when what they you're
0: when when uh, Riva cuts the hand of the of the uh, 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 civilian. Um, they they are very quick to to establish that they are they have a mission, they want to achieve it, and that was another thing with Riva that I found interesting is uh, especially talk, talking about where they come from is. She knows a lot about Kenobi, and she knows a lot about Anakin. Um, and so I think that's definitely a point I want to bring up later when we get into kind of our speculation for the future, but like how does she know all of this information, especially knowing that Vader is Anakin, because that has been a thing that is very... not a lot of people know about that. And so it's going to be interesting... Um there's a there's a thought I have related to that, but I just wanted to talk men, mention that real quick, and we'll get to it later. Um, right, but and I think I ha- I have some stuff that I think will help follow those thoughts. I, as yeah, well. we might we might be thinking the similar thing, but we'll see we'll see yeah. when we get there. Uh, All right, but yeah, transitioning to the introductory scene of Ewan McGregor, um, I thought it was really cool. For one, I loved how long it took before we saw him. Like we see the ex the uh, exterior of where they're working, and then see all the people working, and it lingers for a long time just on him, just folding up that piece of meat, and then it just slowly pans up to him, and then and for me, it was very it was very kind of emotional uh, seeing him again because easily my favorite part of the prequels w- was Ewan McGregor, like Obi Wan is one of my all time favorite characters, so as soon as we saw him
1: it was just it it just it was so you're saying it was you weren't so a great. fan of little anakin and <laughs> like jar jar um <laughs> no those well, yeah those are great Ooh, too um, um <laughs> what, what's the best one you know sand you tell me you're not you're not a fan of sand
0: the sand memes yeah um, um and
1: you know yeah, those, those kind um, of things
0: <laughs> right right um yeah you know all the, the, the you know those those nice prequel memes um yeah, but um I yeah, it was it was a great way to show like he's very I like the fact that he's very you can tell he's damaged, he's very reserved. Um and and it's it's just it was it felt like the perfect place to pick up with his character. Um
1: Oh, for sure, definitely.
0: Yeah, and like you we're seeing a lot more nuances in his performance that are very similar to kind of Alec to Alec Alec Guinness um, you know um, and I think that's one thing that just has to be we have to commend and McGregor on that performance because to have such subtle things like that that you almost don't notice because it's it just feels like the natural progression it's like yeah he's he's getting closer but it's it's one of those things that you, your, it takes a massive amount of skill to be able to properly portray that progression to some to a much older version of your same char- character, and it, it honestly it helps that Ewan McGregor just looks already like Alec Guinness. Um, but yeah, it's it um it's just I thought it was. It was very well well handled his uh, reintroduction.
1: Oh, and I, I completely agree. I think it was a really well, a really simple, but well made way to reintroduce us to him again, taking its time. You know, and it kind of like they teased us the, the working stuff. They're like, oh, you, like you know, it's Ewan McGregor. You know, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. You, you, it's like, but you know, it takes forever the for them show, to pan yeah. up. Yeah, right. But, yeah, it's cool. Um, it builds up and it that, was cool like, excitement. And it does kind of pick up like when um in the first episode. Again, a longer episode so they're intentionally taking their time. Right. To set up certain things. But we see him looking over the Lars farm. That's yes. the next stuff we see. Yes. And I mean we've got young Luke. He's about to he's he's uh, this is pod racing. <laughs> There's a point where he's <laughs> literally sitting there. Yeah, like yeah, it's great. Yeah, mimicking pod racing like, like father like son. Yeah,
0: and then and then that brings up another cool thing is seeing Joel um, Edgerton back as uh, Owen Lars, Thomas, which is yeah. uh, really cool. Bec- it's it's re- it's really cool that they paid that close attention because they could have easily just cast somebody new as. Uh, Owen oh, lars but it's cool that they got the actual guy back who was in revenge of the sith for five seconds when they're giving them luke at the end of revenge of the sith so it's cool that he gets gets an opportunity to come back and that's a cool it's a it's a cool thing there with him, him being kind of an opposing force to to obi-wan and wanting to keep him safe from luke when it's it's like you're seeing how the task of dealing with somebody like Luke affects two different people. You're seeing that Obi Wan is kind of like in the dis in the distance, and he's passive about it. But then Owen is so protective over Luke that he will even stand up to Obi Wan. You know, one of the one of the one of the one greatest of the Jedi. Jedi, and he's ever. like, "Get get the hell off my farm and stay away from from my from my nephew." You know, so it's. It's, I like what they're doing with Owen um,
1: because, Yeah, it's you know, a very interesting yeah. dynamic. I mean, given, again, Obi-Wan being well-known throughout the galaxy, right. obviously in hiding after the events of Order 66. But to have Owen actually stand up to him knowing that, like, he probably knows Obi-Wan has good intentions. Yeah, but there's the history with Anakin that Owen knows, of, right? With. And it, then it's brought
0: up in that they line bring where he's it up. Like, he mentioned just, like,
1: just like how you trained like, your father, you know, um, his father, and it's like, and it, it, I mean, you can tell it affects you know, Kenobi. He still has you know deep guilt, and right again, I don't know the exact order of the sequences because yeah. <laughs> I just started taking off. Yeah, I
0: think notes. I think after this, um, after that scene, um. So we're at the confrontation with Owen and Uh-oh. Obi-Wan. So after that
1: You know like what? I'm no, correct, we skip the inquisitors, right? We skipped the over the young Jedi. Oh. Okay. Because, so speaking because you of... because
0: he drops off the to- Obi-Wan drops off the toy uh ship to the farm. And then
1: that's what caused the That was Owen that was at, at that candy. was at,
0: that was at night. And then when he's leaving the farm, that's when the Jedi, who the Inquisitors are hunting for, comes to Obi Wan as yeah, which is, like, yeah, is, which like, is hey, something that
1: me. I I failed to mention. This whole that whole intro was because <laughs> no. they were hunting a Jedi. I mean that's yeah. the whole point of the Inquisitors.
0: Right. right. I mean yeah
1: yeah, but yes they were hunting a Jedi and he escapes. He uses the Force to kind of stall for a bit and escape. Yeah. He protects I think an innocent person if I remember. Right. And then, yeah, um, yes. Uh, at night, he leaves a like kind of like a Republic fighter, you know. Ship. And
0: actually, I realized that that is the fight. That is the same toy that Luke um is playing with in Episode Four. In, oh, um, interesting.
1: I, I didn't catch that. I was like, oh, uh, ooh, it's, toy. The, it's the
0: it's this it's the same type of ship. Uh, he's when when C three uh, P O is taking that like oil bath in the in their homestead in their homestead. Uh, right. Luke sits there and he's talking to C-3PO uh, and he's just holding this little toy ship and just kind of flying it around and it looked it, t- I could be wrong but it looked like the same one that Obi-Wan had
1: um, right no but uh, definitely so cool. and then we see the lone Jedi runs into uh, Kenobi yes. in the desert This the runaway Jedi and he this very much um, again one of the big scenes that really delves into the trauma of order 66 um, and the kind of mentality of um obi-wan too obi-wan at this point definitely kind of turned on the jedi code and all that right he's given up not in a bad way but in terms of he he's lost faith in that system yeah and, and uh, then this the young jedi is like please help me like you're obi-wan right. kenobi one of he's the like, greatest were... jedi ever you fought in the clone
0: wars like and it's so impactful when he just says you know like if you want help from me, here's what I'm going to say. You know, throw that thing in the middle of the desert and just live a normal life. And I thought that was a really cool. It was a cool way because we needed to establish cuz we all know that Obi-Wan at this time is given up on the Jedi order. Like he's just like, you know, we lost. But it's a it's a cool you need a, you need a scene where he just delivers that. Right. Um, and so I thought this was a really cool idea and it ties in great with the inquisitors and everything. Uh, so I just think it was a very well written scene. And this brings up, a f- we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but this brings up an interesting thing, uh, that I kind of want to talk about for a little bit, but, oh, um, okay. Okay. Speaking with our problems of the sequels, um, Oh, this, I do remember this now. I know this, this brings up an interesting thing of like, it's very. They were going for the same kind of story in The Last Jedi, where, like, Luke just gave up on the Jedi Order and he's not. He's just. He's done. He's just the hermit, you know? But yeah, I found it so fascinating that it's telling. Oh, the show Obi-Wan is telling the same story, yet I did not have a problem with it like I had a problem with Luke. And I think what it comes down to is the fact that kind of like like what we were saying earlier about how you've you because of the time that has passed you understand why Obi-Wan feels this feels this way and it's because it's from the events of order 66 which is like one of the biggest most expansive parts of Star Wars lore and when we're when we're looking at uh, the last jedi it it just it feels like it's just the writing just wasn't there of just like oh, a school failed, and one person turned bad, so he's gonna give up on everything. You know, it's like, it's like it just it feels like a retread, but just not as well written, because the same you could you could argue like oh well the same thing happens to Obi Wan, but it's because it's Anakin Skywalker who turns into Darth Vader, you know, and it's just in Episode Eight it just didn't feel you don't feel it feels like those flash those flashbacks i mean i know it's heavily memed on but it is a good point of like what he has a nightmare so he's just going to try to kill this padawan you know it it very much it very much feels like the flashbacks are there to purely explain why he's feeling this way rather than yeah. to feel the impacts
1: of the events yeah um, and definitely with that um the, the same thing i think a lot of it comes down to and i mean to be fair, the burning of the school and all that—it is when he kind of fully embraces the Kylo Ren stuff, right? Right. But I, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, I think the problem it really ran into was one: we had seen the journey of Obi Wan from when he was a Padawan of right. Qui Gon, all the way to him training young Skywalker, to losing right. Skywalker, and then watching his whole basic like religion, his life code, the Jedi, yeah. fall. Like he was there for the best and worst of their lifetimes. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, skipping ahead to like, you know, um, like episode four and all that, like again, it, like at that point when he's Alec Guinness, when when he's Alec Guinness and <laughs> he just transforms. No. But where Obi Wan, you know, is older, he's he's been in life morphs. No, but he's like he's gotten so far when it comes to his age and stuff. Yeah. Like it it's comes full circle for him. And, and I guess the other thing is with Luke, we never saw any indication that he had ever lost faith in the Jedi.
0: Right, and like, yeah. The, I that's, mean, I guess we have the stuff on Dagobah, but th- no. But that's the thing too is that that's our first indication of it is when he's like in already Clone Wars fully... and
1: prequels. We had some indication that Kenobi yeah. was like mm-hmm. not fully on board with the Jedi. Right, like that. And, you know,
0: he says with uh, Satine, you know, he said, yeah. you know, if you said, if you would have just said the word, I would have left the Jedi Order, you know. So, but with Luke, it's like the first, the first indication of anything with him not being on board is him already like a full fledged hermit on this planet, you know. And, and so I think it was just, it was so jarring. And then right. as soon as, like, you, f- you're discovering, like, oh, that's what they're doing. It's just like that's yeah. why it just didn't. It didn't feel it just like Luke so Skywalker to me. Yeah, and, very and, out of character, right? Out of character and just badly written. But um, but that could that could delve into a whole other hour. Yeah, we're gonna have a of whole. Talking. So let's let's song. get back let's get back on track right. here. But um, let's I teleport guess, all um, the way back to I guess, Lars
1: conflict right with
0: yeah. But I guess a good. A good segue point from here is kind of talking about the kind of young Leia stuff, which, which I found to be um, right. Because because actually I think it, it, it straight it was a, quite after, a surprise. Yeah, yeah, it was a. I was. I'm so glad they kept that from the trailers.
1: But I think we do have one scene right before that, and it's yeah, with but the Inquisitors it, in cutting off the hand actually. Yes. Yeah, that's true.
0: After the uh, after which, the confrontation, I mean, we kind on. of already talked about that.
1: Um, but basically, but yeah. again, they're hunting Kenobi. Yeah, and and, and that's
0: mean. one the, that's one thing I found interesting too is are they are they talking about Kenobi or were they talking about that Jedi that ends up talking to Kenobi? Is that the Jedi they're hunting? Because I think I, cause, well, cause I think they're referring to both. I know Riva Riva is after Kenobi. But it's interesting and how you don't really I'm gonna... know which one they're talking about, especially since he gets hanged later on in
1: the episode. Yeah. Or which... hung or whatever. Um, I guess hanged, yeah. Prop, yeah. Proper terminology here on this yeah. podcast. Always yeah. using the proper terms, proper <laughs> yeah. nomenclature. But, um, now definitely hopping in, like, again, tr- try not to make this lo- too long an episode. Right. And but... we're,
0: we're, we're going to try not to just go like a strict play by play, but just little, th- we're trying to go in the best order we can. That we can. Um, but I but think yeah, and
1: we do get a few scenes again, the hanging of, or, yeah, hanging <laughs> of, <I> <laughs> of the the young Jedi. Again, one of the scenes that I was like, I was kind of surprised they kept in because there was rumors of reshoots and stuff. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't know if it showed like around the neck or anything, but it didn't. No, it didn't. Again, no, it, didn't. Was still... it was like,
0: there was like, there was something, but he was like strung that, up. Basically, it was like, he yeah. it, it was strung up by his arms. And then there was yeah. some tension around his neck, but he wasn't
1: fully like suspended yeah, in, by he, the neck. like limp and then stuff. Um, so, so but, but very much like setting up the Inquisitors. There's a lot of stuff I want to delve into when we talk the yeah. future of this show with the Inquisitors because there are some interesting dynamics they've set up. Yeah, with definitely. the Inquisitors themselves that I really want to delve into. Right. But um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to speed run this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, really, I mean, Young Lei is the last kind of Young Lei is like the biggest of arc the last part of episode one last part of episode one
0: right yeah um and so first off i think the cast the casting choice was phenomenal like the actress feels like a young carrie fisher and i i'm not gonna lie that was another moment where i definitely got a little choked up was seeing uh just because you know with the unfortunate passing of carrie fisher um anytime we see anything leia it's gonna it's gonna get me in the feels you know and um, you know, with with Leia, we get we get our boy Jimmy Smits back as uh Bail or Bail, Bail Organa. So I think that was that was another really cool thing. Is um, it, it's funny because I feel like a lot of us had the kind of tunnel vision of like, oh, we're just gonna focus on Luke. But they bring up a good point in the show that Leia is just as important as Luke. And so I think seeing, for one, seeing more of Alderon, I think was really cool because it, it's always at least to my knowledge and I mean I've seen Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff and I don't think they've really to my recollection they haven't gone to Alderaan too much alright I'm so, about to correct you
1: right now okay no, please
0: please please cause I, no. I don't think um, I remember are we Alderaan. sure
1: that they were on Alderaan I, this could yeah. be something I missed um, yeah uh, there was the royal a scene, family
0: there was a scene where Bale and I thought they had gone Leia, to a different
1: planet there was a scene where Bale people. and
0: Leia were talking and they're talking about how she's gonna be like the senator and I'm th- it I'm pretty sure that's all. I'm pretty sure that's no.
1: Alderon. Everyone's like, "What?" They don't even know their own content. No. <laughs> but um, I wasn't sure because I, I didn't hear them. I thought they mentioned that they were on a different planet, but like for a diplomatic mission. But I, but I not, think, actually, I think Alderaan. they lived
0: on Alderon.
1: Well, no, yeah, I mean they lived on Alderon. I mean, Bale gets fucking vaporized by <laughs> the Death Star. Yeah. But um, no, but I' not sure if they when we see them. If she's on Alderon for the first time, the, I'm gonna. Or, look, I'm gonna Google yeah, but this look this up right now on the pod. Like we're fact checking ourselves because people are gonna start yelling at us. Older. How come you don't know the planet? Because I, I I didn't hear him say it. It didn't look like Alderon. Yeah, it looks like it was on Alderon. All right, good. Yeah, cut 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 it. We we were correct. Alderon, <laughs> Alderaan, Fix Alderaan Fix all the way. I never I never had post. any doubt. Fix it in yeah. post. Um, but. Yeah. A very much, very nice way. Uh, again, I actually did, when you mentioned the tunnel vision, that's basically what happened to me. Yeah. And it's not because I didn't care about Lay, I just, w- whenever we saw the Obi-Wan story, whether it be comic books or anything else, it was always focused on his time on tattooing. Right. We never knew, I mean, to be fair, we've never saw any other content live action. Right, right. But any depiction of Obi-Wan has always been focused on his guardianship. For lack of a better word, over Luke. Not there was never ever reference to Kenobi ever being that concerned about Leia.
0: Right, and also it's just because Luke is like the second Chosen One, you know. So there's there's a kind of there's a kind of a force importance there, and again, that's why I was so impressed with the writing that they were focusing so much on Leia, Um, and you know, uh, I found it very jarring but also very funny that there's a bounty hunter that's hunting Leia played none other but played by none other than Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> you know i thought that was a funny very cool casting choice uh it did get it was a little distracting at first but uh and am if i'm if i'm not lying it was a little distracting throughout of like holy shit that's <laughs> flea in star wars but uh i thought it was
1: it was cool um and you we I mean, have I the kind of chase scene through the forest, right? Um, and it, I mean, very much the cinematography. I mean, credit to Deborah Chow on this yeah. whole. Obviously, yeah. I mean, she's not like head of cinematography, but well, as right, like but a director, the, the director way she's yeah. she made this episode breathe. But it's fifty-five minutes, and she, I think she did write then, it too. Maybe, uh, maybe yes. I, as as long as as far as I know, for the first episode, she was fully like the top main involvement. Yeah, I mean, my god, like credit to everyone involved with this whole project yeah. honestly yeah for sure just the show breathed perfectly for episode yeah. 1 it was perfect we pretty much got everything we needed and if i'm correct we pretty much end on what what do we end we on we end
0: okay that was one thing i wanted to talk about was he gets the sabers out of the out of the, oh yes out of the ground and then he goes to the ship because bail comes comes on the planet. Hey, to Ob- one. I wasn't two, sure Obi-Wan. if that was one or two. That was one. Yeah, because two takes place all on uh, Daiyu Dai trying to, trying to capture, trying to bring yes. back. bring back Leia. So um, okay, I had to make. But yeah, so cry. um, yeah, that was a n- that was the third time that I cried in this episode. Was when he bro. Brings, this dude cried every did, time, bro. Dude, I'm a fan. He just, okay? sees, he, he just sees Ewan and he says, <laughs> "Well, because this is this is the thing about it, though, is that." He, We have the scene where he's telling the Jedi to bury the sabers. Yeah. And this is the first time that, p- pun intended here, that we see kind of a new hope arising in Obi-Wan. Of like, okay, maybe there's some kind of spark here that he wants to go back to his Jedi ways. And he, he, he remembers the exact place where he buried not only his saber, but this is what made me cry. That he put... Anakin's saber in there too, and I thought that was just a such a beautiful detail of just like,
1: um. Well, it's definitely a callback to the, you know the relationship Master Padawan, right. and of course always, we know the, the intention, are, you know, yeah. uh, and always and the an intention to give it the saber to Luke, of course, right? Eventually. And so, like, yeah, the
0: kind of thing of that, like he, in order to, you know, like his he's putting away. A part of himself with the trauma of losing his brother, and so I think i just seeing both of those sabers was just
1: absolutely beautiful. And
0: yeah, I cried. I'll I'll own up yeah. to it. Oh, no. I cried. I mean, all right. Uh, it was
1: such a such a, <laughs> such a great yeah. episode. I mean, I mean, I teared up. I mean, it's Kenobi again. Yeah. He's probably I mean, my favorite Jedi of all of them. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I love Ewan's, you know, stuff with the prequels. I love him as an actor in general. Yeah. So for having him back, it it was such a very sad moment. Yeah. And yeah. then there's very much, you know, throughout the episode, again, we don't want to do like a whole play by play. Yeah. But there's a really good scene that I missed and I looked back at my notes and he has nightmares about this. the events of Revenge of the Sith, you know, his battle Mustafar. with Anakin on Mustafar. Yeah. And there's a cool part that we mentioned a little bit at the beginning of this uh, this little segment. We mentioned how uh, Yoda talks about um, yes. trying to communicate with Qui-Gon. Yeah. So in I think, and now kind of we'll move almost to episode two of Kenobi, but. Uh, there is a little tease. He tries to call out to Qui Gon. I guess kind yeah. of like in you know the fear and stuff. He kind of needed you know answers and stuff when he woke up. Yeah. So he kind of calls out to Qui Gon, and obviously at this point he's not mastered the ability to communicate. Right. And I'm I'm thinking that by the now end of now, the here's show, the, and now here's the now here's the big hoping... question. You've been posing a lot of questions to me, and yeah. I'll pose it to you, the audience, okay. anyone. Will we see? Liam Neeson, return as Qui-Gon Jinn.
0: I think, I think there's a good chance. I think there's honestly a good chance because kind of like what I was saying earlier with the kind of recap, like they're only going to put things in there that are integral to the story of this show. And so if they're going to put that in there, I feel like it's a good setup for... Because honestly, if they don't and they don't explore that anymore, it's going to feel... Um, Like a bit of a false leading kind of thing of like you set it up, but you didn't do anything with it. So I'm I'm I am very hopeful that we'll see uh, Liam Neeson come back because I think that would just it would do so much more
1: for this. And I think like time right back to Phantom Menace, you know. Given the story, it, it kinda has to happen with the setup. Yeah, and, and, and see, had and they not, not included had they not included the Yoda line, I would have been like, ah, oh, maybe because same right. with Maul, like we see Maul, but like we kinda know, probably not gonna appear in given. Right, the but that's of more of just
0: showing what Obi Wan was doing at that time. Right. You know, that was just but kind like of, so had yeah, they the not added in the death in, of Qui Gon, you know.
1: Yeah, had they not added in the line the extra line about Qui-Gon, I would have been like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, they were just recapping. But right. since that is clearly, like, they focused on the fact that he's trying to communicate with Qui-Gon. Yeah. I, even if it forced ghosts, bro. <laughs> Anything. Give me give me Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon. I need dude. it. And, and see, and that, that was a thing,
0: too, because when, when I had seen these movies when I was younger, I always remember fixating on that line and being like, man, I would love to see that like I would love because like it it always felt like man they set this up and it would be so cool to see that and so I feel like yeah I, I just I'm very hopeful that we'll see Liam Neeson but um but yeah so transitioning to episode two um we land on the planet Dayu and we're trying to to um uh, get back Leia, who was captured by Flea. I don't remember his name. Uh, Vect. That's what it was. Vect. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and oh, and that was another thing. Going really quick to Episode One, real quick. Um, we learned that Riva hired Vect, and that he that um, he was hired by by Riva to capture Leia, uh, and that kind of connects to the thing I was kind of talking about earlier of like how, like how does she how does she know that Leia is connected to Obi Wan and I had said this earlier of, like, an idea that I might have, but I think in the Order 66 flashback, I feel like one of the kids looks like it could have Ooh. been a young Riva.
1: And I have... Okay, so I'm going to counter. I'm going to play devil's okay. advocate. Okay, please. I, so this is one of the points I was going to bring up toward the end, kind of where the future is going, but yeah. I'll, I'll throw it in but here because this, this, this is a perfect segue for good, it. Good, good spot. So since we're talking about... Uh, the Inquisitors, from what I know, and I could be wrong, but from what I've seen and what I remember from Rebels and stuff, is that the Inquisitors are all former Jedi. Right. So, I'm thinking maybe Reva was someone who was, maybe not like a Jedi, but maybe like a Padawan. Yeah. Who had been trained, not like one of the kids, I, I don't think, because I, just by age and stuff. She would have had to been trained you know, to wield the Force at, to be an Inquisitor. I mean, hence the Grand, because it's confirmed yeah. the Grand Master was one of the Coruscant, like, you know, Jedi Archive Guards. Right. Um. Then as far as, like, and of course in Rebels, we don't delve into, like, the, the Fifth Brother or any of, like, their Jedi origins. Yeah. But, so I'm thinking she has to have been something associated with the Jedi. Right. But and I don't think I don't think she's one of the kids, just given the timeline. Yeah. And she knows of Anakin and Obi Wan working together. Which, which is, is an why oddly think, specific thing that she knows. And that's why for me it would work if she was a Padawan
0: during that time. Because yeah. we don't oh, know how I old agree. she is. She she could have she could be like nineteen or twenty here, which nah, could make I'm her thinking, like nine or ten in that flashback.
1: Advocate. I'm gonna say um, she was A Padawan, But I'm going to say she's one of the older ones who got converted by, like, the Grand Inquisitor. And it
0: could be that she was – I don't know. It just – to me, that's the only time where people would know that Obi-Wan and Anakin were Master and Apprentice and that Anakin turned to the dark side. That's the only way for me, storytelling-wise, that that works, that she knows about that. But as a kid, would she even – See, because every because because, because because everybody at the temple knows, the, the big boys in the of the of of the temple like everybody knows oh, right. everybody knows Obi Wan, and so with that I'm being said because because Anakin yeah. was was around there during Order sixty six, killing Yomli I mean, he's he, and, he's
1: the one who commits the freaking right and so I think um, main I think thing, she could
0: have she could have seen that. And being like, oh, oh my God, you know, and then left the order, yeah. and then as soon as I'm, she's, I'm, yeah. as soon as she's like it's brainwashed a good in the in the Inquisitors, uh, in the Inquisitor ways, that's when she really wants to hunt Kenobi because she knows something that
1: a lot of people don't know, and, and it's not impossible. I mean, we see with, um, and you might be right, and I could have just been thinking, just like age wise, yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking of like Trilla. In um Jedi Fallen Order, she was a Padawan of Seer. Right, major spoilers for (laughs) Fallen Order, but very much like it could simply be something like that. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, just she'd be older because she knows of the fact that they fought in the Clone Wars. Right. Right. By the time, I mean, Revenge of the Sith is not that far after um the the events of Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones. Right. But I, I was just think thinking like she has to be now. of she has she can't be Grogu age. She can't be baby goo goo gaga. Ga. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like right. well yeah, because I if I were to wager I would say those younglings in the beginning were anywhere from nine to twelve. And so if you add ten years to that, they're like nineteen yeah. or twenty. I guess and to be fair, Leia's like ten and she's right. like hella intelligent. Right, exactly. And so and I think so, with things like that is such a big part of their life that you know, going straight from Padawan to like I mean if you think about it, the the former Jedi in Tatooine who was pleading to Obi Wan yeah. knows the legacy of Obi Wan and that's
1: ten years later, you know. Yeah, so, and I guess yeah, and we think of like Ahsoka. She was real young when she was right. like, Padawan of Anakin. And, so. Right, exactly. So uh yeah, but yeah so, so, uh, so never going, run, but <laughs> yeah. it's a possibility.
0: Yeah so going back to episode two we're on on Dayu trying to get back Leia and this was in like the first five minutes, so I think this is a good place to start. Uh, Tamara Morrison as the veteran clone trooper. Oh, another thing was, we can talk theories. That that was so unexpected and so such a cool Easter egg that they went that far to get Tamara Morrison for like thirty seconds, um, and I liked that he you know he was in the five hundred first clone armor and. It's it's a really cool thing because it gets into it feels like a nice connection with Clone Wars because you know we saw in spoilers for Clone Wars we've seen a lot of the mentality of the clone troopers and giving each clone an individual personality and so seeing the kind of after effects of the of like the of like the war and there's just there's no use. And that's kind of into the bad batch thing a little bit too, like that. There's no more use for clones. It's all about getting the human, real people, um, and so seeing that that veteran clone, just uh, you know, stranded, uh, was a really cool idea. And you know, seeing Tamara Morrison always is just such a cool thing, cause, you know, he's one of my favorite, another one of my favorite parts of the of the of the uh, prequel trilo- trilogy. So and you were you were saying that it gets into some theories and i think i know exactly uh, uh, what you're talking okay. about we'll, all right we'll save I'll, I'll that drop we'll the, s- i'll drop oh i was oh. like you want me to drop the knowledge <laughs> bomb right now should we or should we wait for the future i'll, I'll, when we I'll... Get to
1: a future segment uh, when we get to the we... future segment okay let's get through the episode okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do realize we are taking yeah. quite a bit of time i'm yeah, sorry no, about it's all that. good it's all new, good we'll, new boys
0: we'll, uh, uh roll with it um all right. So uh, from there we meet uh, Kumail Nanjiani as a what we think is a Jedi. Um, yes,
1: Haja Estre.
0: Yes, I, I wrote him down, wrote that down too. Uh, and I think it was, it was an interesting take on that character where like he's a Khan and he has like magnets on his in his hands to like, and I I didn't notice that everything he interacts with is metal. Of Like he closes the kind of grates in that room, forces the saber. Um, But the only thing that doesn't quite – this was one of my very few problems that is just something that isn't explained unless I missed something. But how does the Jedi mind trick
1: work on the person that he's on the communicator with? Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. I I didn't actually think about that one. The only yeah and in, the, I just, in the scene, go he ahead. does he does do the whole mind trick where he convinces the guard. Right. Unless, so um, my my no. only thought
0: to that is that the person he was on the communicator with is also part of like, the kind like, of yeah, like a spy or like that yeah. like it's just all a front. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna Jedi mind. like they they like they had a pre organized deal of like I wanna <laughs> make meeting, people think yeah. I'm a Jedi, so I'm gonna, gonna try I'll to get to few I'll give Jedi you half the credits or something. Right, yeah. right. So that's the only way that works. Um but that was a kind of interesting thing of like, wait, if you're a if you're a con, how are you able to actually Jedi mind trick a dude? So But besides that, uh it was cool it was cool seeing. Actually, him. I think they uh, mention
1: I think he gets a call from somebody right after Oh, okay. that's the family. So maybe that was the person. Maybe that sure. was the
0: same guy. We'll see. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll have to go back and... Uh, yeah. Uh, so so let's see where we go from here. I didn't have too many notes from this just, because I was yeah. just so engaged in the episode. Yeah, I know. I, just, I didn't They're, take as many notes. Same for me.
1: I know Obi-Wan um, runs into him, and they have, like, a quick thing. That's when he reveals, oh, you know, like Magnet's con artist. Right. Um, and then he tells Obi-Wan, like, Hey, if you're looking, just look around the city. I'm not gonna right. really help you. Right. Um, Go figure it out yourself. And so soon,
0: and and so then, so basically, he goes into he finds the ship. Um, where Flea is or Vect Sorry, I keep calling him Flea. <laughs> no, he uh, he goes is, to like a bar
1: he, area. It's like a basically. It's like yeah. looks like Breaking Bad. It looks like yeah, Breaking uh, Bad. They're straight breaking, up people, Breaking Breaking making Bad meets uh, making them death sticks and all that stuff. Like, bro, it's straight <laughs> breaking, up
0: Breaking Breaking Bad meets Blade Blade uh, Runner a little bit, you know? Yeah, meets um, Episode Two. <laughs> right, uh, so, and actually, in. interesting thing there, uh, real quick, when uh, the person comes up who wants to like sell him like drugs or whatever on the on the side or whatever it was, that actress was actually Ewan McGregor's daughter. Oh, I didn't Which know that. Which is a cool... Yeah, I I just found that out in like Little a comments tidbit. Of, of a video. But yeah, that, that actress uh, is Ewan McGregor's daughter. So that was a, kind of a cool Easter egg. But, um, but yeah, so he goes in there, uh, goes into one room, and it's just some like helmet or whatever on a thing, and then goes over to the next room and he finds Leia. And this was another cool kind of uh, detail is that she is very... Again, with how intelligent she is, she at first cautiously agrees to go with Obi Wan, but then eventually is like, "Wait, no! What if you are the real capturer? You know, because like some stuff happens and then a bounty gets put. Reva puts a bounty on uh, Obi Wan, right?
1: Or was it? F- or was it Vect? Um, there was uh, somebody who puts uh, a who puts a bounty. I think Reva, t- Re- Re- Reva tells Reva. Vect put out a bounty on Kenobi. Right, and, and find then the, him, the Grand and find Inquisitor him. gets pissed because right. he intended to go for Galbys right, himself. Right, because Riva is hot-headed, as we know, and she's you know, yeah, she's... and that's something that gets established in both episodes that she intends. Yes. And the Fifth Brother does not agree with her hot
0: head She seems to be almost kind of a bit of a an outcast in the world of the Inquisitors, like that she's yeah, not...
1: like she's the one that is not really playing by the. She board.
0: doesn't she she doesn't think first; she acts on impulse uh you know she gets threatened by the grand inquisitor that she'll be relieved of her duties if she doesn't listen to the grand inquisitor um and so so we get a li a bit of a bit of a little tension between leia and obi-wan where like you know she she runs off and he's chasing her and i don't remember again mo uh moments specific moments are vivid but we'll just we'll right we'll get to the kind of rooftop thing where Riva is looking out for
1: Obi-Wan and
0: Obi-Wan is chasing
1: Leia. Uh oh, I wrote in my notes Obi-Wan Excommunicado. If you've ever seen yeah. John Wick. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it reminded me of it, like yeah. John Wick 3. Okay. Or 2, yeah. whichever one. Um
0: and she jumps off one of the roofs and is hanging on the kind of like whatever uh scaffolding or whatever and For the first time, Obi-Wan uses the force um, to prove that, you know, he's not a con to Leia. And I thought that was such a cool scene how he didn't lift her up, but she fell and just let her float for a little bit. Like she asked in the episode, she was like, "Well, well, well, can you make me float? I thought that was a very cool thing. I like she falls, catches her, lets her float for a little bit and then puts her on the ground
1: and it very much shows again what i've mentioned about cal kind of he's very it seems even obi-wan still is closed off from the force cuz yeah. he struggles he really struggles even though it's a young little 10-year-old right and i mean to be fair it's just struggling cuz he the force of which he's falling right but right. to see him struggling might be a, a sign of he's not fully connected back with it he's trying, trying yeah. to move a life away from yeah and that
0: was a that was another thing I was going to mention is that it's another great filling out out the piece of connective tissue between this and four of like you know we're going to see because right now Obi-Wan is still very like no to the Jedi Order like he's like put it behind us that's gone but then in in episode four he's much more like oh yeah that was my that that was my past you know he's wearing Jedi robes you know he's got his lightsaber beside him uh, and he's just talking about it, using the Force, you know, doing Jedi mind tricks, that stuff. So I'm really excited for the future to see him find a happy medium between being, like, hidden away but not fully against using the Force and embracing his past, you know. And so I'm uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to is right. – Seeing him almost deal with that grief and come to a kind of a happy medium within
1: himself, you know, um, right. no, but definitely very well executed way. Yeah. We continue on the rooftop. Um, eventually, after um, Leia is lightly put back on the ground, <laughs> uh, Riva continues to pursue uh, Kenobi, who they, yeah. at this point they're trying to escape to a ship, and Kamal Nanjani. My boy mm-hmm. Haja Estri comes up and, you know, kind of redeems himself because at first we're like, yeah. damn, he really is just a con man. He had no intention of helping a family. Right. But then we find out like even though he's a bit of a con man and stuff, he he has good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. So he gives them basically like a battery source. They're like, hey, take it to this ship. I will right. provide a distraction.
0: Yeah, and then at one point I don't remember how it gets there, but Reva tracks down um, Haja, Haja, right? Haja and Street, like, yeah. Y- yeah, like Reva Riva, Riva finds her and is like, Where's Kenobi? and does the kind of force. He does the, force the famous Kylo reading. Ren. Or, yeah, and, uh, and that is actually. There aren't. So, as many problems as we have with the sequels, there were a couple of things in this show that they're doing that actually fix a few problems for me like one thing is like they're showing like clone wars did this too in season seven spoilers but um when darth maul is trying to get the information out of arc trooper jesse he does the same kind of force mind reading things like your mind will speak you know um and damn okay Sam so Whitworth. so that's <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a really cool thing of like spreading that out in the kind of earlier moments of star wars canon to kind of make that feel more like okay this is just an established thing you know and then another big thing for me uh this kind of this kind of starts in a new hope and gets carried into the sequels of like we never were really able to see the relationship between leia and obi and obi-wan because like in that's true in um a new hope of course, you know there's the famous line, you know, you're you're our only hope. But they never have a scene together in A New Hope. If you think about it, Leia and right. Obi Wan, they actually never, they never interact. They they rarely. I don't think they do. Um, yeah, because he gets So killed. that was always like, one thing, kind him, of like, lingering oh. in the back of my mind of like how because and this is kind of what bleeds into the sequels a little bit. Is like if they didn't know each other that much then why the heck would Leia name her kid Ben you know right? like why and that's what this show is doing which is so great of like setting up and showing the connection that Leia has had with Obi-Wan that I'm assuming there's going to be more of that because you know it's stuck around with her long enough that she wants to that's the only person she reaches out to is Obi-Wan in A New Hope, and she names her freaking kid after Ben, you know? Right. And so I think that's a really cool, again, piece of connective tissue that f- actually fixes a few problems for me from the sequels. It was never a problem in New Hope because I really honestly never thought about it until this show. And so <laughs> I never thought of the problem until the solution was right there in the show. Uh, but that was always a problem for me in the sequence of like, why is, why would she name him Ben? Like, that just no, feels so I, cheesy. I think but it's now really interesting. It feels
1: warranted, you know. Delving into how. Um, definitely that aspect, but. And this might just kind of be me being a youngin'. But I think a lot of this delves into the kind of the way Star Wars is kind of developed throughout the years. Obviously, the, yeah. the way they released was 4, 5, and 6. And then 1, 2, 3. Right. But it's always like the the project after the maybe like the not so appreciated one yeah fills in the gaps you know what i mean so like clone wars really made people really appreciate the prequels and like for sure kind of really fleshed them out fleshed them out and i think uh like you mentioned with the the basically the sith mind trick for lack of a better word um Mm -hmm. that's been fleshed out with maul using it in clone wars um now with um, Reva using it on on Haja. Yeah. It very much kind of sets the precedent. Like, hey, these events did occur before. Or wait, um, Grogu using the force healing on Mando. Right, right. Which is a huge plot point of nine. Right, exactly. And it
0: was funny because that was even... The Mando episode came out like the week before... Revenge of the Sith came out, right? So it, it was cool how they 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 timed that. Um, yeah, and so, so we yeah. Get to I the mean, rooftop scene. The like, roof. The yeah. Not well, the rooftop well, scene. Well, we're I off think. the rooftop. R- the, the rooftop. Yeah. Rooftop. Rooftop. Um, <laughs> the rooftop.
1: No. Uh, no. We we're get off the to <laughs> rooftop and we get. Um, there. We get. It's like so, the platform for the the spaceship. It's the platform. Yeah. Okay. Area. Yeah. So.
0: Um, Leia goes into the ship, and she's powering it up and everything. And then the Inquisitors track down Obi Wan and Reva. And first, is it's Reva. Taunting. Reva,
1: she's taunting him. He's she's hiding. Taunting him he's like, not "Hey, sure. Anakin is alive, Hold you know."
0: Um, uh, Vader, you know, he's out there, and yeah, Obi- he's out Anakin there. Anakin alive, Skywalker
1: you know. li- uh, lives. And then we lives. get that
0: great cut when Obi Wan is like, "Anakin," and then it just cuts right to.
1: Vader in the well, back Well, there's a take. big little thing right oh, before. Yes. Let's, a very uh, surprising mm-hmm. thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, the f-
1: but Human I Dra- I, think, I think... So, the Inquisitor Reva... The Inquisitor gets stabbed. The Chris, well, a <laughs> little, little bit jumped the gun, but yes. Oh, is that... So the Grand Inquisitor, I, I that's what you <laughs> talking about. Well, I am. Yeah. But so the Grand Inquisitor walks up yeah. and he's like, Dude, like I, will, down, handle I yeah. will handle this. Stand down. I will handle this. So Reva, I guess, in her rage, her recklessness ends up stabbing the Grand Inquisitor yeah, right through and the, the like the for stomach. Those, for those that and maybe those that have seen, and, for those who have uh, seen Rebels, Rebels or having... I mean, uh, spoilers. Our boy
0: but, Grand Inquisitor is in season one, and so yeah,
1: and he meets his death at the hands
0: of Kanan. So right, and so my thought with this, um, I did do a little bit of research into this, is that apparently Utap. Utapowans, who are the species of uh, the Grand Inquisitor, apparently they have two stomachs. So apparently they're easier to recover from a stab wound like that because it's not as fatal to this species.
1: Yeah, Um, and I think a part of it could also be like maybe like an accelerated like healing factor maybe like he's more resistant to wounds like that. Because
0: like... I I believe in Rebels, he doesn't die by a stab wound, right? He's in that, like, reactor room. In Rebels, he falls into the full reactor room and gets exploded. Yeah. Um, And so. The body
1: gets eviscerated,
0: basically. And I still just thought it was an interesting plot line to even kill him in the first place because it definitely feels like
1: they're trying
0: to shift the focus of Grand Inquisitor being the main villain to Vader. Uh, because no, you know that's the definitely the the looming figure, uh, and we're gonna mainly focus on Riva. Um, but yeah, it it threw me off at the start. And I was like, wait, surprising wait, thing, what like that. But I
1: think it, it's gonna work itself out. Where I definitely, I would definitely be
0: surprised if he, that's the last we see of Inquisitor of Grand Inquisitor. Especially I don't with think the that's what's gonna happen. Right, uh, because we've seen. To my knowledge, we've seen most of the trailer footage of Grand Inquisitor.
1: Yes, and most, that could be worrisome. Most, if some. not
0: all. Um, but Star Wars marketing always does <laughs> their, tra- their trailer footage with, like, the first few episodes. We've gotten right. the majority of the scenes that have been in the trailer to keep the more, like, juicy stuff in the <laughs> in the show. So. Uh, you know, like, we got none of Leia, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the second trailer was like pretty much like what we've seen majority of the first trailer. So right. for the I think the only thing we haven't seen from the trailers is the suiting up of Vader.
1: Right. And I right. will probably be. A, so course, as we be, stated, yeah, the tease at the end of this episode is which the breathing the, of Vader. The way that was in the back of, the the like, tank. of almost Vader
0: responding to. To it yeah, almost like feels like he's calling was putting out, out through the force. out a call yeah. through the force um and like that's what wakes him up you know and um we mentioned this earlier but just the prospect of seeing uh hayden christensen back uh in any form is great and but as, um as as vader is as vader is just going to be so cool uh one thing i am hoping that i haven't heard anything about uh i'm assuming that um james earl jones is going to be the voice as um, far as
1: I know it's Hayden. Because see that? I don't ugh, see. And I, I'd be okay with it cuz I'm thinking of when Matt Lanter did the famous scene in Rebels where But but again that was Anakin talking that wasn't Vader. But that's what I'm saying. It's T still if he, technically and if he talks Anakin. with the
0: helmet on it has to be James Earl Jones. And it probably will be I, like I'm done. like I don't I don't know if I could fully see Vader if it wasn't,
1: but I mean to be fair, in like uh, Battlefront and those games, it's not no, but James it's, Earl Jones. But
0: it's a, it's the James Earl Jones Vader sound.
1: It's not. Right, are like, you saying? But and I mean, but I mean, it's possible that they'll do where Hayden like, will try his best to replicate.
0: Yeah, if it's, I just want it to, I want it to feel like Vader because in Revenge of the Sith, Hayden's in the suit, but it is James Earl Jones talking. So, right. It. Honestly, just feels like they didn't want to say that in any of the trailers, just to keep all the Vader stuff hidden. The surprise! I'm, yeah, I'm like ninety percent certain it's gonna be gonna be James Earl Earl Jones. Cause, and
1: I'm thinking, you know, um, now we can kind of get to the okay, where where is the this show headed? Yeah, for thing. sure. I um, do think I think yeah, maybe we will hear Hayden as the voice of Vader for a little bit because there I is think if he has the his rematch off. for sure. There is the rematch, and I'm thinking maybe the helmet will get damaged, for sure. For sure. and maybe we'll hear it yeah then. I'm
0: definitely not ruling out the fact that we'll hear Hayden as Anakin as Anakin be, yeah not as Vader Vader at Vader, least but... under the
1: mask um, um okay my big one I guess my personal big one because I'm a huge fan yeah. of the character in Clone Wars and always thought he had like one of the cooler designs of the clones because of the tease of the clone veteran we see earlier Yes. He's in 501st. Well, maybe not 501st. No, but he's in one of like, the blue. Gear. That is for sure 501st. Is the blue, yeah. you know, marked gear. I don't know, it is Tamora Morrison. Mm hmm. And. He was there on set. They called him, I think. And, cool. look. Yeah. I, I, let, I'm I'll a huge you, fan. I'll let
0: you say this one. I know um, exactly what you're talking about. I've <laughs> heard
1: rumors. And. It would make sense with this series and what um, obviously a lot of the stuff is the influenced ties by Felony's work, and the tie of this character to Obi Wan. I really would love to see them adapt the Legends arc of Commander Cody. Yeah, because very much he like a, he's like a bounty hunter. He's a right? mercenary. Mercenary. He's a mercenary, that's what it is. Yeah, and very much it, with the clone, with the introduction of the clone veteran. It's, that's an arc that's very much focused in that series where the clones are kind of being replaced, which Bad Batch kind of delved into. Yeah. But this one's very, like, the the comic arc very much focuses on, like, the stormtroopers are pushing the clones out. Yeah. And, like, and with the whole, like, you know, he needs spare change for an old soldier. Right. I really think and there's potential to have Commander Cody appear, maybe, like, hunting the It would be, like, it would be cool, bounty. too,
0: because they are dealing with, those same themes with Riva, right and the kind of the 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 dynamics of the inquisitors of like how much is Riva like I'm thinking like with her killing Grand Inquisitor, there could be a thing of like her getting cast out from maybe the inquisitors and she's kind of lonesome a little bit or something like that. And so with those themes getting touched on, especially with the veteran clone, um, it would be a really cool thing on the side to just see Commander Cody. Um, now, obviously, it's it's at this point in the story, it would be cool, but if we're at episode four and we don't see him, I'm thinking he probably won't be because it feels like a good thing to do early in the show. Um because I'm assuming once we get into the meat of the Vader and Obi Wan stuff, that's going to be the majority. Yeah, of no, for the, sure. Like probably,
1: yeah, five, maybe or like later half of five and six will probably most likely focus on the Vader, right? Stuff. So it would have to happen earlier. Right, uh, but, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I just think, think that would, it be would be very s- cool. And I and I mean, I doubt they would do less like uh, than two. It's just the way the series is yes. set up right now. It's perfect for its one season. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm like trying to compare it to shows like Moon Knight, where they perfectly set up a character that we thought would appear earlier on, right, and appeared later for a perfect tease. But I, i wouldn't work with the way the show's structured. Yeah, because it definitely seems like that show's gonna have a season two. Yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, I, I think Commander Cody, just because given his history with Kenobi would be a really good way to tie it in especially with the flashbacks yeah. to order 66 and all that yeah it would be so good cody is the one who even if attempted we just to kill even everyone. if we just
0: saw cody in a flashback would be or like, cool yeah like if we just saw well, how one like, thing maybe, that i thought
1: would be kind of crazy which this is something i just came up with on like uh-huh. in my mind how he could even factor into like a later episode yeah or not even a later one have Vader kill Cody in front that would be of neat. the Kenobi? Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. Like that'd even though cool. obviously the clones turned on, like the Jedi. Yeah, but that would be a was cool thing Obi-Wan's if he was closest. Like, he wanted to comrade. serve. He wanted to serve Vader. That'd be that'd be actually really cool. I think that would be like pretty yeah. Cool. Maybe he was you know a mercenary for a while, and we do get like a small arc of that. Yeah. And then he's like, "I want to serve he's by yourself." He's kind of like the Kenobi. first kind of Boba Fett to yeah, Vader. To a Vader. little bit. And then when he tries to step up to take down Kenobi, Vader yeah. stabs him. In the I back still,
0: or th- I still think it would have been cool. And I had thought this before. It was, re- it was revealed that it was was uh, Flea as the character Vect. I thought it would have been the cooler. back. It would. I thought that was Cody. Like, and it would have been cool to
1: be like, "Oh, Cody's the one that did it." But with the way, yeah. They set it up. Flea was murdered by the Inquisitor. Yeah, so. right. So that wouldn't work. But it would have been kind of yeah, – But yeah. Um, definitely was, great series. What a great – Like it was like the perfect kind of – Like I'm glad that those two episodes released together. It was kind of like where Hawkeye where they yeah. needed those t- two episodes to kind of release. So you can kind of get the full, okay, this is the story we're going with.
0: Yeah, because I feel like if we if we just had the one episode, it would be good. But there would be like, okay, let's – let's go a little bit, you know, let's let's keep going, yeah. you know. And so like I'm there's glad. something a little bit missing. I'm glad there we saw right out the gate a tease of Vader. Like that was big right. for me. I wanted to see, and we wouldn't have got that with just one one episode. So I think that was a, a
1: definite smart move. Um, and they definitely yeah. released it at the perfect time. Of course, they, you yeah. have Star Wars Celebration going on. So Star Wars the Celebration, the and that was series. one thing
0: I wanted to mention too is that the day that this came out, which again, as of recording, is yesterday, it was also uh, Christopher Lee's one hundredth birthday, which I think is uh, really cool. Um, you know, uh, he was he was very much a part of these movies. You know, Count Dooku, um, but also
1: just one of the one of the greatest actors to ever grace this grace oh, the screen. Definitely, so. and of course, just again the history with the Star Wars, uh, the character I, in Clone Wars, of course, not. Voiced by um, Christopher yeah. Lee, but very much like the arc that he goes on, yeah, with Kenobi, right, right, very much yeah. developing I mean, that, that was like, one of the kind of like, like the first n- big thing of Anakin turning to the dark side like was killing antagonistic, Captain. yeah, and like an- antagonistic respect between Dooku and Kenobi. And you know, there's a cool thing there of him, like he
0: was a Jedi and then he turned, you know, but not quite Inquisitor. He went full Sith. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so I, I yeah I just wanted to mention that and I think that was really no. cool. There there's all the all the focuses on the Kenobi sh- on the Kenobi show, so I wanted to all the connective sh- tissues. You know. Shout out uh, Christopher Lee, you know, rest may may, may he rest in peace. Um, yeah, for but sure. yeah, so as far as a rating, I would give these first two episodes probably a solid like nine out of ten. I think it was a yeah. great start. Uh, I did uh, just, talk. There's too. just a, there, there's just a few <laughs> things there. That I'm a, a yeah. little it, it it honestly is just that it's too early to tell if it's gonna be a problem no, or not. But if they don't definitely. if they don't talk about how Reva doesn't know or if they don't talk about why Reva knows so much, then that will legitimately be a kind of a problem no. for me. I know
1: like but, if Qui-Gon doesn't appear, you'll die. But. Yeah, well that would that that too would be one of the things that's <laughs> like look you set
0: this up and didn't do anything, but but for now, like I am very on board with this. Um oh, and, I,
1: I I agree. Yeah. I think the shows do uh, set to do really really well. The way they're think, keeping the story right now. I think if they the pacing has been perfect and cinematography is just superb. on. Point. Yeah. Like, um everything about it very is just really really good. Yeah. And I, so I yeah, like that kind of kinda... say something. And I forget. <laughs> so <laughs> you yeah, can I'll, talk and I'll see if I will remember. I'll pick up from here. Uh
0: Yeah, so that kind of that kind of does it for this this segment of uh of the pop culture podcast uh for as far as future things we want to kind of we we want to alternate between movie talk and music talk we want to we want to do we want those to be the two main kind of things that we we discuss uh, and of course there's going to be other stuff we talk about like if, like if there's a certain video game or something that we like but um we, we want to kind of alternate between doing a movies episode and a music episode. And I think one of the next series that we want to talk about is uh, what also came out yesterday uh, as of recording. This is uh, Stranger Things Volume uh, Season 4 Volume 1. And um, so look forward to that to that review. I think I don't know if we're going to do Volume 1 and Volume 2 or if we're going to wait to do the whole Season 4 as a whole, I know um, I've seen. I still got to catch up. I'm very uh, much behind. Yeah, so I've it only might. It, one. We might. We we will probably will do the season as a whole, um, and that that will be much more of just talking about the season as a whole and what we thought. There, of course, won't be future speculation because we have already seen the show. But uh, right, that would be a very long podcast to go through each episode because <laughs> every episode
1: is more than an hour long. So we'll probably just do like a season review. A season of that. review. No. Yeah, definitely um, that seems to be the best one. Uh for yeah, the longer series, like the episodes that are like real long that again, yeah. this episode's gonna be a little bit longer. Right. And this is and this is, is also, also a this is also
0: a different case because it's coming out weekly, so we have more time to talk about it and speculate, but for things that are released all at once, or if we do a review of a past show like, you know, like Breaking Bad or whatever you know a show that has been out for a while and there's a lot of stuff those would be much more like season or series reviews where we just kind of talk about the show as a, as a whole but with this it's like week to week episodes so
1: there's more to talk about there Right, um, definitely and as he is uh, kind of the segue from that like yeah, not segue from it but to keep in line with it Um, yeah we'll try to also kind of incorporate like older stuff you know, yeah. maybe do, like, an old, like, retro movie review or something. Right, right. Hop in, like, with shows. Like, I've recently started Hunter and I know it's been out for a yeah. while. But so maybe we'll find something or maybe a show that one of us hasn't seen, the other will watch right. and kind of and get maybe, their opinion. And maybe
0: what we'll do there is we'll just do a little mini segment with either of us who have seen the show. Uh, and he maybe, like Nathan, with watching uh, Hunter if maybe I'll watch a few episodes, like if he's seen the whole show, I'll just get a gist of the show and then he, he can kind of lead the conversation. Um, and we can go to different places, places there. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll really just be playing this by ear, you know, just kind yeah. of seeing different things we want to do. What sticks, what doesn't stick, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I think that pretty much does it. So, um, thank you all for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time on the pop culture podcast with uh, stranger things review and whatever we have coming next thanks for listening